Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 16th episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I'm your host, Katie M. Kane. Missing tonight is my co-host, Will Terps. He's on his way back to Oregon, folks. Believe the shop he's working at, Natural Wonders, is opening up sometime soon. And I'm really excited to hear that. Shout out to Jackson. Shout out to Hannah. Um, man, hopefully I can get him back on the show in the next few months after he opens to see how it's been going. Because that's just a huge, huge obstacle to get through. Having to uh, change your location and still remain compliant, do all the remodels and everything like that. So really proud of my guy for doing that. And hopefully Will can... Book some more guests from Oregon. Um, that's what I'm hoping anyway, when he gets back there. I lean on him a little bit. He works at that magazine, so we could get him to uh, book some guests. So it's not just me, and it's not just Will. But uh, I'm going to get down to the business tonight, I guess. I had a couple of topics that I wanted to talk about. Um. I have friends and colleagues that message me sometimes that have listened to the show and they have suggestions and sometimes I'm like, yeah, whatever. And sometimes I'm like, all right, yeah, that, that seems like relevant information. Um, so first on the agenda is how to pass a drug test. Now, this could be um, a pre-screening um for employment you know like you have to take a drug test before you work at the casino or something or it could be you are on probation maybe you got a dui or something and you had a, a fun weekend with your bros where you smoke some blunts and uh your po hits you with the hey come take a urinalysis on monday so if these things happen to you uh you don't have to fret don't fret friend like you can still pass a drug test even though you smoked. Um, I wouldn't suggest drinking water to do it like that. I have a friend in high school who had really high metabolism. Um, he could pass a drug test in like two days just from running and drinking water. You could clean a system like that. I cannot do that. I wouldn't recommend anyone else do that. Uh, you can go to a head shop. You can purchase synthetic piss, which costs like anywhere between 20 and $50. Um, I've seen this work in certain cases, but one of my buddies worked at FedEx in Portland, and he told me that he brought the synthetic piss in to take his UA. He poured it in the bottle at the right time, and they still called bullshit, and they said that this was not real urine because it was not bubbling and foaming. And I'm just like, no way, dude. They said that to you? He's like, yeah, bro. They made me come back. And so coming back he knew that wasn't going to work right and so this is my tried and true method for passing a drug test is you got to get some clean piss from somebody in your circle and you have to smuggle that clean piss in with you and pour that in the test cup um i know that sounds like a daunting task uh but it can be done um the main thing you got to worry about is temperature your, your, the urine that you're going to pour into the cup has to be 98.6 degrees. If it's less than that, you should be dead. You, you, if you're a live human being, the fluids coming out of you should be that temperature. You know what I mean? And if it's higher than that, like 100 or 101, then that means 
you have a fever, you're running a temperature, and you should be sick. So um, you can use heating pads. They have the, the hand warmers for when you go skiing. You can wrap those around a container and get it up there. But before you pour it in that cup, if you want to pass that drug test, you got to make sure the temperature is 98.6. That's why they put the temperature strip on the side of the cup that they give you. It's it's begging you to just hit it right there in the middle. Like there's a, a strip and everything. You can see it change color when it's the right temperature. So that's the main thing you got to worry about. Uh, the other thing is a container. Um, Sunny Delight used to make these little single, they were like four, four ounce juice bottles, right? And so it was perfect. You know what I mean? Like you could rinse that out with soap and water, make sure it's good. Uh, have your homie pee his clean pee into the bottle, smuggle that in there and make sure it's the right temp, pour it in. Um, I've also seen, uh, I've used a condom before because I couldn't find one of those containers and I couldn't find a film canister or anything. So went with, uh, non-lubricated cause I don't know if they can d detect, uh, those things in a lab test too, but my homie peed in it, uh, tied a knot. And I smuggled that in in my tidy whities And I wouldn't recommend this to anybody. Like, you can use a condom or, uh, like, a water balloon or something. But it is extremely difficult to puncture the condom once you have it in the bathroom and there's someone standing on the other side of the stall. Like, it's quiet. You know what I mean? Like, you could hear a pin drop. And you're sitting there with a balloon full of piss trying to break it quietly you know what i mean and unless you have like a thumbtack or a safety pin or something it's gonna be really tough to do and that that was the hardest part i was scared shitless i thought for sure like my po is gonna hear this and she's gonna violate me and i'm going to fucking jail but such was not the case folks i i passed that drug test passed many more after that um it's it's not an impossible thing the main thing is temperature. You have to make sure the temperature is correct when you pour it into the cup. And another uh, another thing to check is if you're getting clean piss from someone else, make sure that that person discloses whatever prescription drugs they're on. Because um, prescription drugs will show up in your analysis also. I have a buddy who worked at a hospital and he, they just hit him with a random for some reason. I don't know what was up. And he was like, dude, I need, and I, I told him, you, you just need clean piss, dude. Don't take synthetic, just get clean piss, smuggle it in there, make sure it's the right temp. And it was one of his buddies from work had a son that was like teenaged, I think. Just, you know, bought some pee from him for 10 or 20 bucks. But the kid was on uh, like Ritalin or some sort of uh, ADHD medication. I think it was Ritalin. Or no, what's what's the other one that the kids take recreationally now? Um, not Ritalin. What's the 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 Krayshawn, the rapper girl? Xanax. No, it's the other one. Um, it makes you smart. It's for they use it for studying. Adderall. That's what it was. Adderall. Yeah. So when my friend took got his random results back, it uh it said it was positive for Adderall, and he didn't have a prescription for that, so he failed and didn't get the job and it was a a really sad story man i felt bummed out for the guy because 
you know, everybody needs to work and pay bills. And I think that drug testing people for cannabis in order to work for you is a stupid idea anyway. So uh, I try to make sure the homies can still uh, find a job and find work and still relieve stress and not kill anybody, man. Cannabis saves. Um, is there anything else you guys have to ask about that in the control room as far as passing a drug test? Uh, I, th I think that's that's pretty good. I uh, I don't have a device streaming to YouTube. Is there people commenting on YouTube at all yet? Or is there anybody listening live? Got a few people. Okay, so to recap, if you have a random drug test, make sure you get some clean piss from one of your friends, put it in a container, and make sure that the temperature is 98.6 degrees before you pour it in the test cup. So clean piss, 98.6. Those are the two main things. You don't want to uh, contaminate it with anything. Clean piss. Make sure the person you're getting from, you're getting, you're getting your piss from, does not smoke weed or do any other drugs because those things will show up in the piss test. So um, just wanted to be clear on that, folks. Okay, so uh, next on our agenda of talking points here is the low temp dab now like that phrase might be foreign to some folks you know like low temp like temp dab. what is that and i was naive also I, I believe it was uh working at natural wonders man shout out to jackson shout out to will uh those guys had all the e-nails where you, you can set the temperature and all this stuff like that. I, I was just a flower guy, so I learned a lot from those dudes. And then when people started getting away from the e-nails and doing the quartz bangers, that is when the, the low temp dab craze, that's when I took notice, I guess. Um, usually the first time I took a dab, the guy had this little rig with the titanium plate that you would put under a horn and you'd heat the plate up till it was red hot and then you put it underneath the horn and drop a tiny little bit of oil on there and you inhale through the horn that goes into the bong it's like a little piece you put into your bong and super super uh like harsh uh super like you're gonna I coughed every single time I took a dab, like the first 50 times. That's why I, I just kind of stopped taking them because it didn't really feel safe or healthy. Um, and as time went on, when I linked up with Jackson and those guys and they started doing the low temp thing, like that totally alleviates all of that coffiness uh, from doing a hot dab. Like if you if you heat that banger up red hot and do the dab right then, it's going to leave a bunch of burn marks and splatters all in the bucket. It's going to leave the glass uh, burnt gray and white on the outside. Um, it's just not a good look for, for taste or smell, especially over time. So the low temp dab method is to heat up that quartz banger until it is red hot and then letting it cool down. Um, how long you let it cool down depends on the size and thickness of your quartz banger. Um, if, if it's a super thick one and it's really big, you'll probably have to 
get it really hot so heat it up longer and then let it cool down because you don't want it to be too hot and you can see if it's too hot when you drop the oil in there and it turns brown and sticks to the sides like that's you're basically combusting the oil you're, you're heating it up to a temperature to where it's burning and you're still inhaling the smoke but it doesn't taste as great as if you let it cool down longer then drop the oil in there um, and then it just bubbles you can put a cap on there um, I would suggest everyone follow the kids on IG. Those kids are making really artful videos of themselves doing dabs, which I don't know. It's, to me, I would feel like I was wasting my day, but those kids make it look cool. Some of them will get the little glass beads. They'll put the glass beads in the bucket. So when they drop the oil in there, the beads swirl around in a circle and they got all the fancy glass pieces and all that stuff. So. Um, you can look at those kits for demonstration. I was going to do one on camera right here, but I just got home from work. I didn't have time to set up. I just rushed in here and, and turned on live. So, um, not going to demonstrate the low temp dab. Maybe we can shoot one of those with Will in the future and upload it to the YouTube. I think that would be a good idea. Um, and like the main thing for the low temp dabs is just taste. Um, the terpene profile on the oil that you're getting has a lot to do with the effects that it has on you. Um, so if you're just going to burn it off with a hot dab, you're not really getting all of the effects um, because the effects come from the flavors too. So I think that low temp dabbing is really good for medical patients. Um, I would always get, cause I, I just smoke a lot of flour guys. I like to smoke weed. Um, if, if I would go to a shop twice a week and buy a quarter ounce of weed, they'd be like, Hey, you should think about doing oil if you're a patient. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I, uh, will suggest that to patients too. If, if you smoke too much flour, maybe you could get some concentrates and just do a couple dabs and spend less money. It's a little more cost effective. Um, and you don't have to kill your lungs. Like that was a misconception with oil for a long time. It's going to hurt my, it's like, nah, dude, you can low temp it, inhale it through the water. And it's, it's just as safe as anything else. My, my question on safety comes from butane or sulfur or anything that's not purged from the oil when you're inhaling it or setting it on fire and inhaling it. So we have a guy next week named Kramer who's going to be on Concerned Dad's podcast next Sunday, who is a solvent extraction artist. Hydrocarbons are his thing, he told me on the IG DM. So I don't want to speak too much on that stuff because I am definitely not an expert. So when we have the expert on the show, I'll try to have some, some loaded questions ready, and I hope the rest of you guys can tune in to that's going to be next week. That's the the 11th, right? August 11th. Yeah. Kramer on Concerned Dabs Podcast, episode 16. Coming up next week. Um, I don't know what else I have to add on low temp dabs. Um, I guess, yeah. I mean, if, if you're a cartridge person, too, you can get the batteries that... Um, have three different temperature settings. So like there's a low, medium and high. 
the the low temp setting on a cartridge battery will have it taste the best and last the longest and the high temperature will get it the smokiest and puffiest and it'll disappear your oil at the fastest rate so um whatever floats your boat on that i'm not much of a cart guy either unless i'm in the car i try to keep one in the glove just in case traffic gets bad and i feel like screaming it's i don't have to scream i can just grab my pen take a couple pulls off that and hurry up and wait no issue no problem um moving on folks uh how to clean your bunk damn man i really wanted to do a demo on this one but i I couldn't set up the shot with my computer properly, so maybe we can shoot this one and edit it too with one we do with Will on the low temp dabs. Um, there are many different products that you can use to clean your bong. I personally just use boiling water and rubbing alcohol and Epsom salt. Um, most of the products you can buy at a head shop it's it's alcohol and epsom salt and they put some some food coloring in there to make it green or make it blue or whatever but that's it's basically what it, what it is you know you can buy those things for less than 10 bucks at walgreens and i suggest 91 percent alcohol because the 70 percent doesn't kill everything and it's if you want to clean and disinfect why not do it all the way you know what i mean so 90 percent alcohol um epsom salt and boiling water so what i like to do when i'm cleaning my bong i like to run hot water through it first uh just so that the glass is warmed up if you mix hot and cold temperatures in glass it's really easy for it to fracture and break i've seen this happen many times before uh just filling up a bong it's like it you smoke on a bong for like an hour like it's hot it's not super hot but it's hot and then some guys really like to keep it clean so they pour out the water and then they want to smoke some more just that cold water going in there can make it crack and break in the sink like i've seen it happen i'm like dude how did you do that he's like it literally broke in my hand when i was pouring the water in i'm like okay duly noted duly noted so that's my first step is to run warm hot water through the bong um and while i'm doing that i have a pot of water that's boiling on the stove so i just leave the bong sitting in the sink after i run the hot water through there okay the glass is heated up i don't like to touch it when i'm pouring the boiling water on there because i will burn myself so i just slowly pour the pot of boiling water through the stem um and it slowly bubbles up bubbles through i pour the whole pot until it's done um, and then I let it cool off to so that I can at least touch it, pour out that boiling water, and then I put in a little bit of Epsom salt and a little bit of rubbing alcohol, the 90%, shake it around. The, the salt grinds will help get off the resin that's on the walls of the bong, um, and the alcohol will also help clean and disinfect. Um, you swish it around so it's like you're getting some friction against the walls to get the the resin off and then you pour all that stuff out and if it doesn't if you can't get it clean on the first try the second try most definitely is where it's at um yeah so two times i, I boil water twice 
pour it in there, alcohol and Epsom salt, and it's spick and span. It's pretty clean. I'm just going to hold my bong up right now to show you guys how filthy it is. It's it's pretty dirty and gross. So maybe I can shoot something this week and, and bring it back and show it to you guys next week how clean it is. Um, it's been a while. I had a friend in college named Mitch Porter. He made the beat for my kind of bitch and when she's with me on incendiary and he would just yell at me if he saw my bong he he kept his super duper clean you know what i mean he was like man this every single time he would change the water every time we smoke so i was like whatever so shout out to him for keeping things cleanly i guess i'm just a lazy bastard who likes to smoke weed when he gets home and i don't really like doing the the chore of cleaning it all the time Okay, so do you save the resin or gunk from the bomb? Uh, no, I do not save the resin. But if you so wish, maybe you're in a state that is not medical or recreational and you really have uh, barriers to obtaining some medicine. So maybe you have to save things. Maybe you scrape your pipe and save, save the resin. You, you can do that with the bong. You just need like a coffee filter. Um, you can put that in a spaghetti strainer and just pour whatever wastewater from your bong through that filter and it'll catch it all. You can let that dry out and smoke the resin whenever you wish, man. I, I remember doing that when I was a kid. Nowadays, I just uh, try to gather it up and throw it away. It gets kind of gunked up in the sink if you let it go down. So try to just wipe it up, make sure it doesn't mess up my plumbing in my crib. Do you drink the bong water? No. Drink the bong water. I've seen guys do that on a dare. Uh, I just, no. No, I will not. That's, uh, I don't, I mean, yeah. It's like something guys do for a dare. Like, I dare you to drink the bong. It's like, man, no thanks. You know, like, I don't think there's any medical benefit. Uh other than to impress your friends who dared you to do some shit like that. I think we'd like wonder, we would dare wonder to like eat some salsa. Right. And it, like he would do it. You know what I mean? Like he, he, we'd put a whole bunch of hot sauce on the salsa and be like, man, drink that. And he would do it. But he, you know, I, uh, I don't think he would drink bong water, even if we dared him to. And he's a little bit smarter than that. So, <laughs> and he's he's the it guy too and i like mitchell so and you guys were actually the first two guys i ever smoked with man that's crazy so it's weird how that connects right here and now to the story um trying to think of anything else with cleaning your bong yeah don't don't mix cold water in uh if you just had a hot bong because that'll make it crack or fracture so Try to keep everything warm, warm or hot. Otherwise, it's it's going to break. Um, some people, too, like to put ice in their bong. So if you just cleaned your bong with boiling water and all that, try not to put ice in there with water right afterwards because that can also make it crack. You, you got to, like, gradually bring the temperature back to normal after you poured all that boiling water in there. Um it sucks having to pay for a new bong if you spent 
more than 50 bucks on it. That's uh, so I try to only spend 50 bucks. It might break. It's glass. If I spent 400 and that bitch breaks, I'm gonna be kind of hurt, man. Kind of sad. I don't, I don't like feeling that way. Um, about how long do you wait normally after pouring pouring the boiling water in? Uh, I have never timed it. I just, you know, if you're eating some soup or some top ramen and it's still steaming, I I try not to touch the bowl or the pan, you know. But it's like after the steam dissipates for a few and. You can sit there and touch it with your finger. Yeah, cool to touch. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Cool to touch. Because you don't want to pick up a, a hot anything with your bare hands. If you if you have some sort of heat protection, I guess you could grab it. But I haven't had my of gloves for a while, man. I left them at the old crib. So just been winging it since then, fellas. Um, Shoot, ladies and gentlemen, I don't really have too much more to add after that um I, I saw some homies posting online that the indo expo is going on in portland oregon this weekend so a lot of the indoor homies that are growing indoor weed went to go and check that out hopefully there's some some cool genetics for sale in the seed form that's why i like going to those functions um but otherwise i i don't have much to add folks we uh Coordination is a difficult game, so we're, we're trying to build up our guests for the next month. Um, we should have Will back next week. I'm trying to think of anything else I can relate to you guys about the cannabis industry or what we covered tonight before we go. I'm so used to going for an hour, and I, I man, I can't talk to myself by myself for an hour or I feel crazy. So I don't, I don't have much to add, folks. Uh, is there any more questions from the guys in production? I'm going to take a bong while you guys, I'm going to take a bong rip while you guys ponder on that for a second. First, first one of the show right now. All right, so it's decidedly so, I guess, folks. That's uh, that's all we had to cover today. Real, real quick episode, twenty six minutes. I got uh, should have Will back next week. We got Kramer, Kramer PDX on IG as our guest next Sunday. He's gonna be talking to us about solvent extraction, and I, I really, uh, I'm excited. I know Will's gonna have some good questions for him, and I will too. Um, me and Will just covered that topic. I think it was episode three or four or something. And I feel like we did okay, but it's better when you got a guy who does it that you can bounce stuff off of, you know? So hopefully you guys can tune in next week for that. I'm not going to share this episode on social media too much. I might send it to the homies who asked me to talk about how to pass a drug test. Um, hopefully they can share it with their friends and it helps somebody in the future. But other than that, folks, I'm going to go ahead and do my outro dance. This was the 16th episode of Concerned Dabs podcast. I was your host, Katie M. Kane. Missing tonight was my co-host, Will Terps. He'll be back next week. 
I got to give a shout out to my guys in production, Mitchell Wilson and Jesse Curry. This has been a Main Node and Joseph Street Enterprise production.